Hey, Nicole and Dom, what's up? It's your buddy, Ernie, and I heard that you guys are celebrating National Joke Day. So uh, I thought I'd call and tell you a couple jokes that I made up. Okay, what do you call L. Ron Hubbard picking Tom Cruise's brain? Okay, neuroscientology. Oh, hey takes guts to be an organ donor you know what I mean oh my gosh um yeah now I feel like I'm on a roll um I meant to send all these in last night but uh I dozed off a little early I'm so good at sleeping I can do it with my eyes closed um all right well I was going to tell you guys one more Uh, I was going to tell you a time traveling joke but you guys didn't like it so you're lost I guess Anyway, have fun celebrating National Joke Day. It's been a pleasure. Hello, L.A. Hey, Dom, what's going on here? It's so great to be back in the city of hikers and bikers. Dom. All right, knock, knock. Dom, snap out of it. Snap out of it who? Dom, get it together. Thank you, thank you. You've been such a great audience. Dominic, I'm not exactly sure what's going on here, but you really need to clean up your act before you MC the National Podcast Day Party. MC the National Podcast Day Party who? It's National Tell-A-Joke Day. Welcome to National Podcast Day, a podcast celebrating national days at this uncertain time to be alive. I'm your host, Nicole. And I'm your other host, Dominic. And today is August 16th, National Tell-A-Joke Day. So, as a lot of people know, Dominic is an aspiring comedian. And today, we're lucky enough to have on a very special guest, longtime comic Rick Dugby. So, Rick has been touring the nation for years now, really experienced professional. And normally, he's on the road, like, I don't know, like 320 nights a year. And I've seen Rick play all over the place, you know, packed houses across the board. Because of the coronavirus, unfortunately, he just hasn't been touring as much as usual. But fortunately for us, that means that Rick had a little bit of spare time. And he's able to come on and give Dominic some advice from his many years of experience. So welcome to the program, Rick. Oh, thank you so much. That's a that's a better introduction than I get at most of the most of the clubs I've been playing. So I, I really appreciate that. It's really great to be here. So I have some questions for you, Rick. Great. Great. So, when did you first know that you wanted to be a comedian? Oh, uh, I would say definitely third grade. Um, <laughs> I, I made a joke in class, and um, uh, I had this teacher, Mrs. Malone, um, and I called her uh, Mrs. Baloney. Sort of a <laughs> almost rhymes, but I don't know. It was close enough. And uh, she said, she said, she said, Rick, Rick, what are you? Some kind of comedian? And I was like, I, I don't know. I'm, uh, I better go find out what a comedian is. And uh, I did. Uh, and then I said, yeah, that is that is what I want to be. And uh, stuck with it ever since. Wow, very, very inspiring. Do you remember the first joke you've ever told? Well, are we counting that one? After that, like I was trying to become a comedian. You know, I was doing jokes at home, uh, trying out jokes on my on my parents, uh, you know, so I bring him into the living room, say, hey, folks, 
thanks for coming out tonight. Point at my dad and say, get a load of this guy. I, I don't know what I meant by that. Just get a load of this guy. And I go into my routine and I go, knock, knock. Who's there? Nana. Nana who? Nanny your business. And so on. I just do my do my jokes after that. Same idea. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Are you taking notes on this, Dom? I am. All of them. Uh, so, Rick, could you tell us about the first time you performed? So, uh, it wasn't until I was 21 that I first got to go to, actually, you know, I was allowed at a comedy club. It was a place called Laughter, the Best Medicine. That a big sign. Laughter, colon, the best medicine. And I go, knock, knock. Who's there? Gorilla. Gorilla who? Gorilla me a hamburger. And that's how I uh, I was at the bar and they had food there and I, I ordered a hamburger. So that was sort of, <laughs> that was for the first, you know, I had to do it in like a funny way because I, I was at a comedy club, you know. So Rick, I've always heard comedians talk about just having those nights where things really feel in sync. So do you have just a night that you remember as just like, you know, the best performance mm. of your life? Wow. Um, I remember this one night. Um, sometimes I have to pick someone from the audience, you know, to be like the who's there guy. If you don't have a who's there guy, you know, sometimes it'll be a plant, you know, sometimes you get your friend to do it or something. Um, but it can go, it can, sometimes if you don't have a who's there guy for you, you say your joke, you start the joke, you go knock, knock. You got a bunch of people saying, who's there? Who's there? Who's there? All different times, you know, and it doesn't really line up. But I tell one time it was, um, it was a club in, uh, um, Eugene, Oregon. And I guess Eugene, Oregon is just, it's a real knock, knock town and they just got it. And I just rolled through them. I didn't have a knock, knock guy. The whole audience was my who's there guy that night. It was great. Loved it. God, it's like those musicians where just the whole audience is singing the song with them, you know? It's a lot like that, except they're only singing half the song. Because half the, you know, they only know <laughs> half of it. They only know who's there and, you know, Gorilla Who or whatever. All right, we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors, and then we'll be right back with Rick Dugby. And the doctor says, that wasn't a thermometer. Does this sound familiar? Enroll in Chuck E. Chaco's Joke Camp today and go from booze to hoots of hilarity. Learn from the master himself, Chuck E. Chaco, how to threaten your audience, use props like nail guns and battery acid, win pie fights with yourself, bite the head off of a living bat, and dominate the competition in a one-legged sack race. So enroll today and this could be you. Then I said, no way, Jose. This is just going to reveal how much of a novice I am, but uh, what do you look for in a who's there guy? It's a lot of it is sort of a little bit instinctual. You got to be a bit of a character judge. I'm just looking for a friendly face somewhere close to the stage where I can really make eye contact, kind of look into him and be like, ah, this will be my who's there guy. This guy's got it. This guy's not going to let me down. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, it's been... It's been years since I picked out a who's there guy and had that feeling of, oh, no, this is not a good who's there guy. You know, like you get better at it. You get better. at You get you, you, you judge the character. It gets easier every year, I think. Wow. Um, so where do you find inspiration in daily life? 
you know, how do you keep things interesting after all these years? Oh, that's, you know, I, I got to tell you, um, this is the most interesting thing that's happened to me uh, for a while. I was talking to the two of you because it's been it's it's hard being a comedian who's not uh, who's not do, out there doing jokes. Earlier today, I just went outside of my house and I just knocked on the door. Knock, knock, <laughs> knock, knock, <laughs> knock, knock. You know, that's just trying to keep myself sharp, trying to keep that sort of that muscle memory going. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. So, what are your secrets for telling a joke? I don't have any secrets, you know. I think it's just a matter of just kind of putting the work in. Um, But, you know, a big part of it is just sort of exercising your brain. You know, it's the most important muscle. Because you need all the parts of the joke. You got to do that mental preparation. And it's also, you can, there are shortcuts, you know, because knock, knock is the same in all your jokes, right? You don't have to remember that. Who's there? You know, your who's there guy takes care of that. <laughs> you don't have to remember that part. Knock, you know, so that's half of it. You don't have to remember. You can just get through that just on, a, on muscle memory. Uh, but the rest of it, you really got to remember the joke and you got to remember the order the joke goes in. Uh, but that's once you got that, you know, you're 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 halfway there. You're right there. Uh, so, Rick, what's some great advice you got as a young comic that maybe you could pass on to young Dominic? Here? Oh, yeah. Some advice I got, you know, this is this is kind of a funny story. Um, after that first time, that first time I um, laughter, the best medicine. I was ordering my hamburgers with the knock knock jokes. You know, I was, I was doing my material to everybody there, everybody, and the um, the club owner he gave me a piece of advice, which was Rick, never come back, and that stuck with me, <laughs> and it inspired me because I thought, you know what, I want to come back. How do I make that happen? You know, and I that that inspired me to really put the work in. You know. Just putting the work in so I could come back and, you know, get on the list as an open mic at a night when the club owner wasn't there uh, to throw me out. So, you know, I went pretty far on that. What did it feel like to finally go back? A little bit scary, you know, a little bit scary. (laughs) He's a big guy. uh, And he what he said to never come back. He really seemed like he meant it. He did not, uh, this did not, like he was, he was a joke teller himself, but this did not feel like a joke. So it was scary, but I think it's, you got to confront those fears. Hey, I have this show coming up in LA and it's sea themed and I need some suggestions about a Titanic joke. So do something with the microphone. Okay. Um, like what? Like tap it? No, not tap it, but like, okay, so let's say that they, you go out and the microphone is on a mic stand, you know? Go ahead, take it off yeah. the mic stand. Let's say they hand you the mic and there is a mic stand. Put the mic on the mic stand, you know? Just sort of make the stage your place. And then um, and then you say, knock, knock. Find your who's there guy. And you say, knock, knock, who's there? You say, water. He says, water who? You say, water these plants or they're going to die. <laughs> and that's not really, you know, that's not really a Titanic joke, but you can sort of, you can sort of make it a Titanic joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
If what happens if I get no response and it's just awkward silence? Um, now this is an advanced technique that it's worked for me in in tight spots. You become your own who's there guy. Okay, <laughs> so this can be as simple as changing from the left side of the mic to the right side of the mic. Can do a funny voice. Uh, do a quick costume change. Mustache on. Costume change. Mustache off. Costume unchange. You can be your own who's there guy. So Rick, mm. uh, you know, a really experienced comic such as yourself, I imagine you've dabbled through the years. Have you ever done any, you know, like prop work? You ever like do crowd mm. work? Oh, yeah. Do you? Yeah. 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 Do you go into any of like, you know, I just sometimes hear that in comedy or really any art form, like the medium can start to feel limiting at a point, right? So do you ever even try like a chicken cross the road joke? You gotta, you gotta keep it fresh. So what I do is, you know, every once in a while, if I'm, you know, depending if I'm touring close enough to home, I'll bring a door on stage, you know, that really, <laughs> that really improves the whole, whole experience because then you have the door, they're opening, closing. It's great. It just brings the joke up. Uh, another thing is, um, yeah, crowd work. You know, my whole thing is crowd work. I'm always there looking for my who's there guy. You know, I'm always asking questions, you know, and or in fact, I guess another way of saying it is they're asking questions of me. The question they're asking is always the same. It's who's there. But that's a kind of crowd work and doors. That's a kind of mm -hmm. prop work. So, yeah. How about like any observational humor or political humor at this uh, point? Are you able to work that in? I, I don't like to do the political humor. I did try at different times in my career, you know, I was more of a, I was more of a rabble rouser, you know, I'd be like, uh, knock, knock. Who's there? Medicare for all. Medicare for all who? And I, I actually, I don't remember the end of this joke, but that was sort of during one of my more political <laughs> phases, I would go in that kind of direction, you know? Um, but, uh, I think in some of my nights, um, when I don't do well, you know, when I'm not when the crowd is not following along with me, I assume it's about the politics of the thing. And so I just, I think that's the main reason I sometimes don't get a great response from audience is politics. So I just try as much as I can to stay away from politics. Rick, do you have any tips on what to wear on oh. stage? Just what you've learned over the oh, years. Oh yeah. Um, well, I, I suggest a, just a, a classic, which is, um, just an, uh, a dark pair of pants. Um, then I like to wear a white sweater with striped stripes, uh, with black stripes, horizontal black stripes. And I like to wear a beret. <laughs> I think it just kind of ties the... Yeah, really just your own kind of flavor there. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of my it's kind of my, uh, my thing. It's kind of what I'm known for. Uh, Rick, do you have any parting words of wisdom for young Dominic here? Uh, Dominic, uh... I got to tell you, this is the best time to get into comedy, right? Um, there's never been, it's all, it's all wide open. You know, the, the comedy clubs are all closed. Uh, no one's going to them. They're not allowed to go to them. It's illegal to go to them. And uh, they, and I just think that means it's like, it's a free for all now. Yeah. You know, we're all, we're all equals. We, it's all, it's, it's, it's the time for anybody to shine and whoever can knock best, you know, is going to rise to the top. So just to just seize the day 
knock on the door. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of National Podcast Day. Happy National Tell-A-Joke Day, everyone. I think we're all forever changed and bettered by Rick's advice. Hey, Dominic, do you know what else August 16th is? The 43rd anniversary of Elvis's death. Uh, true, actually. And it's also Grandpa Vito's birthday. Really? Yeah. And I was thinking, what better way to pay tribute to Grandpa Vito on National Tell-A-Joke Day than to tell one of his classic jokes, you know? I think that would be a good idea. Yes, I was thinking we should just tell one of the really oldies, like one of the ones we've been hearing since we were little, you know? Okay. Can I do the honors? Go right ahead. The Pope, a bear, and George Lucas were on a boat traveling towards Kentucky. George Lucas says to the bear, can you move over? is inflamed. The bear says, you may think you're a Jedi master, but boat, but Pope Francis and I are about the off of cat. The Pope, who's been silent up to this point, looks at George Lucas and the bear and says, if you ever try that, all of until you can't straight. <laughs> oh, I love that one. Classic. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Grandpa Vito. Vito. We love you. Love you.